We are back for another episode of Documented. We have a reoccurring guest, uh, Dana Duff. And if you have not heard episode three, it is powerful. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Tearjerker for sure. An incredible miracle of conversion. But the miracles for her didn't stop there. They continued on into her salvation. And so she is back for another episode. And she is going to be talking about a miraculous healing of her daughter, Emberly. And we're so excited for you to be here. Thanks for having me again. I remember you referencing in that episode a couple times about being really excited to be a mom. Can you kind of go into that? How, how long did you guys wait after you were married? And how- we got... We waited about two months after I we got married a to full two months <laughs> <laughs> to have our yeah to get pregnant and it happened right away. I actually I was I I got a negative test at first and I was just like bawling. I'm like this is I'm never gonna get pregnant and I actually was pregnant. <laughs> so oh my and um so I I was I remember I was. I got the negative test, but I had read the scripture and it was like, whoever has the quiver full is a happy man. And I was like, it just jumped out at me. So, but I was, my quiver was full at the moment. (laughs) So, um, and yeah, I was so excited to have a baby. It was like all my dreams could, were coming true. I couldn't believe it. I had a easy pregnancy, no sickness or anything like that. I, you know, I was healthy, did had a, you know, ate the right foods and um, exercised. And I just was so excited. It was like, I've waited my whole life for this. Mm -hmm. And um, we were in the hospital uh, for three days. My labors are long. And she finally came out and she shot out. (laughs) And (laughs) it was like after two pushes and it was, it was crazy. Oh my gosh, Um, that is fast. Yeah, she, it was crazy. She actually like, shot out like a she stretched out and then popped back into place it was it was crazy (laughs) surreal and so they put her on my put her on my chest to start nursing her and I have all these dreams I want I really wanted to nurse her till she was one year old and um I just you know all these dreams of being this perfect mother and I'm trying I start to nurse her and I'm like said to the nurse I said she's she's supposed to be turning blue and they're like no and that was like probably about 10 minutes after she was born and um they they um, rushed her downstairs to the the ICU for pediatric the NICU and and they told me that so they started doing x-rays on her and putting feeding tubes into her and and just had her all hooked up and they reported back to me that she had it's called tracheoesophageal fistula Um, yeah. And so what it was, was when I was nursing her, the milk went, it was going straight into her lungs because her anatomy, the way that her tubes were basically, it says here on, on, on Google, it's an abnormal connection. So the tube that leads from the throat to the, from the throat to the stomach. So the throat, it's going down the throat into the lungs rather than into her stomach. You normally they're separate. Mm-hmm. not connected and the way she was born is they were all it was connected in the wrong places okay. and yeah. so um they said that she was going to need to be rushed to the children's hospital for an emergency surgery and that she would 
be in the hospital for up to a month. They they reassured me that she's probably gonna, she's gonna survive. I just remember my initial reaction, how I felt, mm-hmm. was um, I really felt I felt afraid, and I felt like it was my fault. I felt like I did something wrong during my pregnancy. I felt like this is my consequence, honestly, for my mm-hmm. my past life. I felt like I maybe because I was so bad to my body, like I I was not a good place to make a baby. So my because I was so bad to myself, I caused this to my baby. Oh. Like she was coming. She, this was my fault because of the way that I had treated myself with drugs and and um, alcohol. And so I. That was my initial reaction, was this is my consequence. And um, I just was like, I remember just being like really, you know, afraid and and just, I guess I I was feeling condemned. And I felt a lot of shame, I think, in that moment. Like, this is my fault and I did this to her. So that was just kind of like my initial reaction. Did it sink in right away or was it more surreal? I think I had a pretty rough delivery I, I tore really bad and I was in a lot of pain and and I, I remember they had told me okay well you can stay here and recover we have to take your baby to the children's hospital and you can stay here and get some rest and recover or you can come with us and at first I was like I cannot literally couldn't move I was they had to wheelchair me down to the NICU to to hold her when she was down there and mm. and I was like my first thought as a person who has never had a baby before is like I need rest and it was like probably five seconds after I thought that I'm like wait no I have to go with her that's my baby she needs me and it was the first time it actually hit me that I'm a mom and that baby needs me and I have to go with her no matter how I'm feeling and so um that it was just kind of that moment where you that first mom moment like wow that baby needs me and Mm -hmm. no matter what I'm gonna take care of her Mm -hmm. So had the condition not been healed, what would it have meant for her life? She would have to go for routine follow-up uh, for the rest of her life. Every year she would have had to go and she would have been on a feeding tube for, for a certain amount of time. She, I wouldn't have been able to nurse her, which was, I remember that was like something that I was really upset about. Really important to you. That was, yeah, I really, really wanted that. And um, I wouldn't have been able to do any of that. I wouldn't have been able to just bring her home for... You know, I would have had to stay in the hospital. And so what happened was um, my husband, we were down there with her and, and just looking at our newborn baby, just hooked to all these tubes and feeding tubes and and um, just helpless and, you know, crying. And, and just, you know, I would feed her and or I would hold her. She just was like turning blue and she would cry. And it was like heartbreaking. And I and again, you know, I thought this is my fault. And and I remember my husband was like, when all the, the nurses and doctors left the room, um, he was like, let's pray for her. And I was like, I was like, okay, um, you know, and, and I, and he, he started to uh, speak in tongues over her and really took authority. And um, he said, God, I just pray that she doesn't have to have this surgery and that she heal her completely. And, and I don't know why, because I was raised in church. My mom has been healed from various diseases. I've seen people heal, be healed. I had no faith at that moment at all, like not an ounce. And I was like, John, can we, 
when he was done, I was just like, can we just pray that her surgery goes well? Like, why are you praying that? You know, it's kind of how I felt. And he, and I actually prayed that over her and he would refuse. He just stood there like, did not, he wasn't joining on the prayer that her surgery would go <laughs> He's well. Like, I want it gone. Yeah. And, um, wow. so I, I was, and the thing is that was funny too, is John had never seen a healing. He actually used to debate with me that healing wasn't real and that he didn't really believe that healing happens nowadays. And he didn't believe in healing. (laughs) And I believed in healing and used to try to argue with him that healing is real. But in this moment when it mattered, he prayed for the healing and I was a, I had like a little faith at that moment. Well, the devil was harassing you with condemnation again. Yeah. Like that this is your fault. So you probably felt like, well, I don't deserve you to heal it because it's my fault that it's even happening. Yeah. Wow. And so I um, went back up to the hospital room and I was like upstairs and I, I'm, you know, just it's heartbreaking, you know, and I'm also just kind of, whoo, just had a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah you know, an hour ago and packing up my room and she's on all these feeding tubes. Obviously the feeding tubes aren't going into her stomach, um, because of the way that her anatomy was, she's just born with it different. And all of a sudden I'm in my room, packing up my room and John burst in screaming. There was a miracle. There was a miracle. And so when the children's hospital came to hook her up, into the incubator to transport her to the new hospital, all of the tubes went where they were supposed to go. Oh my god! They went right down into her stomach. And then they did a whole bunch of more x-rays while I'm up there packing my room. I don't have any idea this is happening. And everything is normal. And and I have, I have the pictures of the x-rays from before and after. We'll be posting and, those. <laughs> <laughs> and there were, uh, the lady, I just am like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. And and he's like, yeah, everything. They said that everything is normal. She's normal. We they still had to take her to the mm-hmm. children's hospital to like verify and make sure. But the lady who was there to transport her was like, yeah, she's completely normal. And I said it was a miracle. And 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 the lady said, yeah, I would call it that. And I said, do you believe in miracles? Or no, I said, have you ever seen a miracle? And she said, I actually have. My dad used to be a pastor, and so we went to the children's hospital and my baby who had been even when I saw her in the incubator when they brought her back up to my room it was like this baby who was in distress before who was just sad and crying and and not the right color it was like there you I looked in the incubator and she was like at peace like I could see it she was I could just see it by looking at her she had been healed she was completely they spent three days just doing multiple tests on her and said your baby is perfect she is perfect. <laughs> wow. So were you able to nurse her? Yeah, I was able to nurse her right away. And I was nursing her at the children's hospital. And um, she's, yeah, she's in perfect health and has been <laughs> ever since. Did so, anyone try to give you an explanation of what happened? I don't know if they try to. I think they're probably like, That's you know. pretty, that's pretty hard to explain. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's right? amazing. Yeah. I love stories like this where it's just an undeniable miracle. Yeah. And, and I, I got the x-rays cause I want to make sure I always have them to show Emberly. Yes. And, um, and it was cool because my husband who didn't believe in healing is now a believer. Yeah. <laughs> he, what confirmation he, to him. 
Okay, so another miracle that we recently experienced is, um, and I and I really believe that a lot of these miracles, because I became when I got saved, it was so radical and so intense and real. I feel like my husband he he got saved, but it was a little bit, he was a little more of a skeptic, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I think that God has done a lot of this stuff too, just to like show himself so real to us. I mean, it's for both of us. I mean, he's just shown himself so real to both of us. So we had, obviously, from that eight months of me and John being together, he had a perfect, he had a perfect nothing on his record. And in that eight months time, he had gotten in trouble in three different states, felonies in Washington, Las Vegas, and California. And so we took care of uh, Washington, we took care of Las Vegas, and we were just doing this in the course of our salvation because it's a lot. It was very expensive. It was very time-consuming. And so finally, the big one uh, was California. And um, that was the one he was the most afraid of because when he got caught in California, they did put him in jail for two months. Um, he was supposed to be on probation there for three years. He skipped out. He didn't do any of the things that he was, they told him that he was supposed to do. And he also got more felonies after he left there, which is another like mandatory prison time in, in Washington for the same stuff he got caught that last time for counterfeit um, money. And can you tell us what's the lead up to that? So you guys, obviously I know a little bit of your story. So you, you guys ended up in Prescott. And so one by one as Christians, you guys are deciding that you want to just clear it up. So tell me the lead up to you deciding to take care of the real one in California. Well, it always was something we were going to do. And there would be times where John would be kind of waver like, oh, you know, we'll just not have her go visit there. (laughs) (laughs) But it was always something I'm like, we have to, we have to like, we have to take care of this stuff for parents. Like we can't have this stuff. Like we can't have our kids, you know, we can't, we need to take care of all this stuff. And my husband knew so we always knew, but we just knew California is going to be very expensive. The lawyer originally, we went during COVID, so he cut a deal, but he wanted to charge us 15000 Not only that, but he's not going to be working while he's there. He has got to have money saved because he has a family. It's It was massive. I mean, it's really, and there's this thing lingering that it could you could be there for up to a year in jail. And we're believing for a miracle, but we also know that sometimes... Miracles yeah. don't happen. Yeah. Sometimes and, you have to pay the consequences. Yeah, you, and, and we understood that. And and I, so, and that was what John said too, because when he went, I was kind of freaking out at first. And he said, this isn't, we're not victims here. And it kind of hit me. I was like, That's yeah. That's powerful. He's right. We're not. Because <laughs> what happened is we went, we got during the COVID thing, like, oh, this will be perfect. They're not going to care, but you know, about something that happened seven years, six, I think it was like six years ago. And, and, you know, they're going to be gracious to us. And, and so we finally, we, we built up the finances to pay the lawyer to make sure we were set for a significant amount of time. If he did have to go away for a year, uh, we got managers for the business that we have, you know, we, he, he trained people extensively in, in case he's gone for a long time, Mm -hmm. but believing the whole time that, you know, this hopefully won't happen. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and by this time you, how old are your kids? Emberly was three and Aiden was about 18 months Mm -hmm. going there, knowing that he might be put away. 
I just, that to me is like, it just is a real sign that God totally changed you. Just well, changed. and John had told me, he's like, let's pray about it. And so I, we, I sat down in my closet to pray. And sometimes, you know, you have to kind of contend and like really seek God. And I was like, pray, I started to pray and it was like immediately, like I heard God say, go. I'm like, well, that was easy. I'm like, been on my knees for about a minute. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. There was no doubt. And I yeah. said, okay, well, you have to tell him because I don't want to be the one. Mm-hmm. If this goes bad, I want it to be on you. <laughs> <laughs> and so he called me and he's like, I feel like God wants me to go. And because uh, at first he's like, okay, I just need to save up like a half a million dollars. Cause you know, he just has all these reasons. I'm <laughs> like, John, that is ne- that could be 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. And so he's like, God wants me to go. So, um, he told me, John said, I have to lose my life if I want to find it. I remember him saying that. And so it was just like, you know, he's throwing in a way he was, he was even just ready to throw everything away that he had built with Immaculate. You know, he built a successful business and he was like, God wants me to go. I'm willing to walk away from that if I have to, because God's telling me to do this. And so I was proud of him for that. And I thought, you know, in some ways I thought, God is going to honor this and we're going to, it's going to be a breeze. We're going to go to California, have a little, we had a seven day family vacation before and we're going to bring him home and we're going to just happily ever after. <laughs> and so we went to court and I just remember after our seven days of just having family time, I remember watching him walk in and, you know, the lawyer had told us this is very serious stuff. Like, you know, this, you could end up going to prison if this goes wrong. And, uh, but you know, our biggest hope is they don't find out about Washington, the trouble you got in after you left and the felonies you got afterwards. And so he went in there and, um, and I remember John called me from court and he said, they, they asked to pull my full record. They know about Washington and I'm just sick. You know, I'm have my kids on the beach or trying to just trying to be a mom, but I'm sick, you know, and, and, um, they put him in to, jail and um the whole time now it's during covid so he's in this lockdown facility where he literally was in a cell for 24 hours 23 and a half hours a day they let him out for 15 minutes a day for phone calls shower and i am not hearing anything from him he didn't have books it was like hell he was in there for two weeks with nothing except cement walls no paper nothing and I could just feel it as his wife were connected you know and I couldn't sleep like I I was such a wreck and my and I'm talking I can't talk to my husband because he's only gets out for 10 minutes a day and um he'd call me for like we'd have to talk as fast as we could for five minutes and just about pure business because it's like he's got a business and we have kids and we have to we can't I love you you know it's like quick you know and um he's like I'm talking to the lawyer and the lawyer's like you know, I'm sorry, but really it's looking like your husband's going to prison. It's going to probably be an 18 month thing is what we're, what we're looking at because everything went wrong. Everything that we were hoping that was not going to happen happened. And they know about Washington. They're not happy. Like this is really, really bad. And, um, they want to send him to prison. And, and so, Real quick, what was the two week lockdown for? Was that like the COVID? It was COVID. Oh, okay, but it it like was COVID pretty was like was being quarantined. Yeah, was that what it, was? it was being quarantined. And and actually, the second night he was in there, I I got I woke up at like three in the morning. My friend had sent me his booking number. I think it was God because I ordered him books, and the books did get him in there after him being there for like nine or ten days. And so that made it better. But I mean, if you can imagine being in like a cement room with nothing 
except cement walls for 23 hours a day. It's usually what they do as a punishment. Yeah, like an right. intense, an intense like, punishment. An intense. Yeah. Just like, hey, welcome to prison. Yeah, and and I can't, so I can't talk to my husband. I'm only hearing from the lawyer what's going to happen to him, and I'm taking care of these babies, you know, who are feeling it. You know, Aiden was very feeling it, and um, so... Uh, yeah, and the lawyer was telling me, yeah, you know, I'm doing everything I can, but and he'll serve half time, so that would have been nine months mm-hmm. half time in California, so you know you just kind of prepare yourself for that, and so um, you know I am fasting like nonstop, you know, just like praying for my husband, and the first couple, I think the first couple days were really hard, and I and I actually kind of texted some people, and telling them like I am drowning and my kids are crying and I am scared and I feel terrible like I'm just like really like told some people I was in my vulnerability and um, later that night I just felt this really intense peace come over me and um, I I felt God with me and it was like I was walking through this fire but he was with me you know (laughs) and uh, and before John went, God gave me a specific chapter, Isaiah 43, of, you know, walk through the water, but you will not be burned. You're going to walk through the water, but you will not drown. And, you know, and so it was just like, I knew that we were in God's hands. It was like, God, we're walking through hell right now, but you're with me. And I could, it was like, I wasn't happy, but I felt him really close to me. And it was like a, an intense peace, even though I was very, very sad. It was like, he was with me. And, you know, I, I'm like, I trust you, you know, and it was like at that, that night, like I, I was like, okay, like I, I'm going to trust you. Even it wasn't, I, it was weird because I wasn't necessarily trusting him to come home. I was trusting that God was going to take care of us. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just thought maybe this is what God wants. And so we had been praying for him and, um, he finally went to the normal unit which was um, with regular, where he could have access to the phone mm-hmm. all the time. And that was much better because we got to talk as much as we wanted throughout the day. And that made it a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. He was able to like run his business a little better mm-hmm. with Chris. And um, and so he started Bible study in there and people were getting saved. I was like sending on Amazon, through Amazon Prime, I was sending Bibles to all the guys who got saved. That's awesome. <laughs> that was so cool. Um, and... I I just think it's so crazy is like as you're telling this story and um it just like flashed in my brain is like you were how many years ago sitting in the cell yeah and like God just like poured out his spirit and now how you know a couple years later your husband's there he's doing it right and you're the one like sending, you know, yeah, like you're true. like, you're all going to get saved. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it, yeah. it's just really we cool. We do have a heart for it. But, um, and yeah. And so, uh, I remember, uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. You know, he's like having to pay the head gangsters rent for <laughs> so crazy. I'm like, what are you doing in there? Just crazy. Like jail life. you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I got to get a building, baby. Like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> Um, he's like making ramen noodles with, you know, all this like jail food. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. But (laughs) so uh, my poor husband, but, um, so we're just, you know, getting through it and, um, it was time for, he'd been there for 30 days. My lawyer's like, the lawyer's like, you know, talking to me, the 
the bringer of doom, you know, the whole time he's like, <laughs> you know, but it was real life. I right. mean, this is like, he had serious charges against him. And so I was actually at Pastor Mitchell's funeral <laughs> and, um, right. I, we, the funeral just ended and, um, the lawyer called me and he's like, you would never believe what happened. Actually, I should probably. Okay. So. So basically also the lawyer was saying, okay, we might be able to get him off, you know, um, but he's going to have, or, or he's going to say, you know, he's got this prison time. He's going to have to do, you know, pro- I'm hoping best case scenario, six months. They want to give him 18 months, mm-hmm. best case scenario, 16 months or six months. And then, um, he's saying, you know, put him on probation for three years. And then he's had extra felonies and all this stuff. And so, um, the, the lawyer called me while I was at Pastor Mitchell's funeral and, um, right after it. And, um, uh, he said that, that the, they dropped the felonies to misdemeanors. They suspended the prison sentence and they're letting John come home. Um, the, the lawyer was in shock and he was like, he was so excited. He was just like, he was like, I couldn't tell when I was talking to him. He thought he was the man. Like, he's like, I am like a really good lawyer. And John told him, he's like, you know, God did this, right? <laughs> I hate to rain on your plate, but you weren't that good. He was, he was like, you know, like, you won't believe what I did and all this stuff. So, um, and the, the lawyer called me and he said, your husband should be sitting in a state prison right now for the 16 month sentence. And, and he said that, um, he'd been in that courtroom for 20 years and he said, he's never seen them do this. They don't, he's like, they don't do this. They never do this. Like I've been in this courtroom for 20 years and this has never happened. And, and they were like, wow. they just don't let people go and drop charges. I mean, they dropped his felonies into misdemeanors and he said, and so, um, Unbelievable. and, so uh, yeah. And you know, just during that time, um, I just, it was really, really hard. But we felt, you know, God was, we felt God's presence, me and the kids. And, and you know, I, I, we tried to, we didn't tell him really about it, but, you know, she was just like, Daddy will be home soon. And, and you know, she, mm-hmm. it was almost like God was even had a grace over my children. Um, Aiden took it a little harder, but, um, so we just, you know, that was pretty, uh, it was pretty Dana, crazy. I, I, that to this has been a reference point of a miracle and for me to see just as your friend yeah because just knowing what was going on through it and I just remember like being like god I don't want this for her like I don't want her to have to be alone even for a few months Mm -hmm. but what blows my mind is your guys's um I feel like god honors your mentality and he honors your humility like the like your obedience you guys obeyed god like you could have disobeyed I mean you could have just been like you know, but you obeyed God. God said, yes, you should go. And then told John that he should go. And so that right there, you just obeyed God. And then just putting yourself at their mercy. And then even your mentality of like, we're not victims. Like, I'm like, I feel like that's huge. Like God sees our hearts and the fact that he honored it. I mean, honestly, I, I remember you telling me yeah. like walking out and then I'm like, <laughs> I was hugging you over and over again <laughs> because, because it was kind of just like negative, negative. Yeah. Like news as yeah. far as like, man, that's not what we wanted to hear. Well, I was and talking to my husband. To Sorry. 
Go ahead. I was talking to my husband the night before, and he's like, you know, it's not going to be that bad. And in prison, you know, you're allowed to buy Nikes. (laughs) (laughs) And they have weights. Silver lining. Yeah, he's like, they have weights and gym equipment there. And, you know, and I and I was like, yeah, yeah, honey, you know, that's that's true. You know, I'm just like, well, you're all going to be okay. Well, I remember you started on, (laughs) you had all these projects. You're like, it's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to paint my cupboards. Yeah. And I'm like, that's awesome. And then I'm going to just, you know, renovate the house and I'm just going <laughs> to find things to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so crazy. It's, it's amazing. We, we were really blown away by it. We, we truly were. We, well, what I think is crazy too, is it almost had to get worse for it to be like God yeah. who did it. Another one. It's just you know another I mean? one. It's yeah. like, cause I remember when the charges came up in Washington and that was like devastating, right? Yeah. Because now they know and so it's looking really bad and so it seemed like it like took a turn for the worse yeah hardcore and then it was like then it was like god's like okay now that they think it's impossible i'm gonna step in (laughs) so true i mean to me and then for a lawyer what i love about your stories in general i hope i'm not referencing the last podcast too much but just like that that it's cool when sinners or like people who are not part of the situation are like this never happens. This, I've never, this has been 20 years. I've never seen yeah. them do this. Or that lady admitting that it was a miracle with Emberly. Yeah. Like, it's insane. Yeah. I love it. I love that. So, Pretty so awesome. Cool. And you're here with us today. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. I know we got to have spend Christmas with him and we had to get to. Oh, that's another thing. Right? Halloween. He was home by yeah. Christmas. And by Halloween. Halloween. So we could do our family Halloween costume. <laughs> the little things yeah so I remember in the beginning of my salvation just a couple I think I was only saved two months and and God said I got a word he said that um he's the God of the possible he told me that and and it's just cool because since I've been saved in these past six years I just keep seeing like you know everything that's why me and John are like everything has been what God has done for us and we Mm -hmm. we are very aware of that 